Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. And I'm excited about today's program because it's a little bit different than what we have been covering in the past. Yes, it's about customer service and experience, but we're going to approach it completely from the inside of the organization and talk about, hey, what some people would say is the purpose of being in business beyond just selling whatever it is that you sell and uh, building a business with employees and making a profit and all the types of things that typical businesses uh, are, are about, or at least most people think they're about. So in my book that I last wrote just a few years ago, um, which is Amaze Every Customer Every Time, there were 52 tools. And the last section of the book focused on uh, a whole concept of the customer service experience called community and giving back. And the very last chapter was be part of something bigger than yourself. So let me read you a quote uh, that Tom Knox, the, uh, at the time he was vice president of retail and business development for Ace Hardware, a multi-billion dollar corporation. And by the way, Ace was the role model throughout the book that I used to share what great, helpful, amazing service is all about. Uh, that's their whole mantra. They want to be the most helpful stores on the planet. And by the way, Tom today, while he doesn't uh, actually work as the VP of retail and business development at Ace, now runs a chain of Ace hardware stores. Uh, there's probably a hundred and some odd stores in that chain. Huge, huge company. All right. So Ace's, this is what he said. Ace's success is rooted in something that's a whole lot bigger than anything you can buy at a store. We're really more than just a store. And what we're doing every day is something a lot more important than just selling hardware. We are part of the community, and we really do build our day around giving something back to that community because we live there too. That's the secret. We're part of something bigger than any one of us. Now, to the outside, People would say, okay, come on, you're just trying to get involved in the community because they want you to, you want them to buy more of what it is. But no, I heard story after story from owners of Ace Hardware stores that did amazing things in their community. Uh, one, one person, uh, one owner of a store, his store burnt down. And people from the community, the residents and the people that lived around this Ace Hardware store came together and they say, oh my God, our Ace Hardware store has burnt down. This was more than just a retail store. This was a place that people gathered. It was a central part of the community. And there are people that talked, uh, as I interviewed them uh, for the book, they talked about how they helped their communities in times of need during natural catastrophes like hurricanes, floods, and tornadoes, uh, taking chainsaws out to cut tree limbs that were blocking roads. And, you know, when there's snowstorms, keeping stores open 24 hours, seven days a week so that people could come in and get supplies in the middle of the night, which may be the only time they could finally get to the store. Uh, You know, not marking things up in a time of need, but actually making sure that their customers got what they needed, regardless of the ability and the opportunity to make profit. But here's the coolest part that I asked Ace Hardware when we got ready to launch the book. I said, why don't we give a portion of the book away 
to some charitable organization. Now, I have a number of charities I give money to. Who would you like to give money to? And without hesitating for a second, Tom Knox said, we're really involved with the Children's Miracle Network. And that's that's what it's about to them, giving back, whether they're giving back at the community level to the people there or giving back to something much bigger. So much of what we they do is focusing on making the world a better place. And I think that's a big part of the customer experience because when you do this right, several things happen. Number one, you know what? Your customers appreciate that you're willing to give back. They recognize that you're giving back. And by the way, that's not the reason to give back is so that you'll be recognized. But anybody that's willing to give some of their hard-earned money away, whether it be a person or an organization, you know, deserves a thank you. And some people would say, well, it's supposed to be a selfless act. And I find that giving for me, even though I don't care about any notoriety, it's definitely not selfless. It makes me feel good. And I know people who give, they feel good. It's a fulfilling reason. And by the way, that leads us to the number two reason companies like to give back is because it does create a fulfilling feeling, especially to the employees, to recognize that the company they work for is doing something bigger and better than just trying to make money. So it's our willingness to give back to the community that may be the best measure of success in our world. And I think that's why Ace has been so successful and not just uh, being a successful retailer, but getting known in the community, competing against big box stores and any company out there that wants to, you know, build their customer base to a fan base, to a base of evangelists that are willing to talk about you to their friends and their family members and continue to do business with you and give you the customer loyalty that you want from them, there has to be something more than just having a nice product and a decent price. Obviously, service is involved, but sometimes it's not just service to the customer, it's service to the community. And that is what this interview coming up in just a few minutes is going to be about. We're going to be talking with Scott Moorhead, who is the co-founder of an organization called Culture of Good. This guy is a big deal business guy. He has built a company that has retail uh cellular phone stores all over the country uh I, I, in uh, he's based in indianapolis and this guy is awesome uh he has he's going to tell us his story he's going to tell us how building this culture of good has created a difference in the way he does business so we'll be right back this is amazing business radio on the c-suite network don't go away if customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com. Digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. 
We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. I promised you an amazing interview today, and we're going to talk with Scott Moorhead. Scott is the co-founder of Culture of Good. We're going to talk specifically about that because it's all about building a culture inside your organization that helps drive the outside experience. And when your employees love what they do, they're fulfilled with what they do, they perform better, they engage better, Everything about the customer experience becomes better because of the culture. But Scott is also the CEO of Round Room, which is a holding company that has a number of companies, primarily in the world of uh, what I would call the cellular space. Uh, one of the companies, the, the Cellular Connection, is a chain of 850 retail stores. This guy knows what it's like to run a company. His sales are over a billion dollars a year. He knows how important it is to have a culture that drives a phenomenal customer experience. Scott, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Uh, happy to be here. Excited to talk about the culture of good today. Yeah, and I hope your mom would be proud of that introduction. Oh, my mama? Oh, it's sweet that you bring her up. She would absolutely, she's kind of the, the where the culture of good started, actually. <laughs> okay, well, let's start there. Tell us about mom and how it all started. Oh, uh, actually, both of my parents. So both of my parents taught that I, they, they actually started the company that I, I own today and I, I have since bought it from them and, and, and pay them a nice monthly check and will for a long time. But, you know, I, I worked for them and they mentored me growing up and, and they taught me what it was like to run an employee centric company. And that employee centric mindset that we always had said, if you treat your employees great, then the customer experience will follow. Amen and to that. that. Yeah, and, and as we were expanding our very small, family-owned and operated business, we started to, to lose that feeling of the family-owned and operated business, and uh, it got harder and harder and harder to keep hold of what was so special about us uh, in the beginning. And what was, what was so special? Well, that family feeling. I mean, we were a small retailer where almost everybody knew each other's names. And then we got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, and it got a little bit harder to know everybody. Uh, and, and communication ultimately got harder because our locations only have anywhere from three to six people. So these tiny little stores were kind of on an island and our corporate office and corporate headquarters was growing and it was central in Indiana and we were exploding outward from the state of Indiana, which is where we're based at the cellular connection. And nobody knew what it felt like to be part of it in the beginning anymore. And so that very small family owned, like uh, family values, Midwestern values feel wasn't getting us where we wanted to go anymore. And and we were losing grips on that. And it was becoming a big company and a, and a lot more bureaucracy. And there was a little less trust when you're operating a store that you can drive to versus one that is maybe 12 states away. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but you have to put all this policy and procedure in, and, mm-hmm. and it starts to be a little bit more robotic. People start to feel less valued. And so that was what we were we were looking to get back to. I, my parents had long since left the organization, uh, and and what they started was that 
that that feeling that they had when they were running it, I was trying to keep of keep hold of so very dearly. But when you scale the company, it's difficult to scale that uh, that small family owned feel uh, into eight hundred and fifty retail stores. You bet. It's absolutely, and I get asked a lot as a as a private business owner and not a not a publicly held entity. I get asked a lot, "What's your goal? What are you trying to do with this organization? And where are you going to go? What's your future look like?" And I say, "You know what? All I know is I want to run the biggest damn small company on the planet." I like, <laughs> and, that, I like and that, that. And that. And that. And I've said that a lot, and I've said it so much that I think people are starting to believe it. <laughs> and um, you know we're growing like crazy, and, and we're trying to keep that sense of being a small business alive. And when you have that small company, and and let's say you're a startup or you're a a smaller firm that that only has under a hundred employees, there's a there's a certain camaraderie that you have there, and a certain amount of trust, and a certain amount of fun that you guys have. Um, that I just never want to lose, and no matter how big you get, and and it's all about keeping that very special feeling. And we started to lose that, and it was um, it was hard. So how did you get it back? Out. And that, that's that's where the culture of good comes in. And so I was struggling with how to give that feeling of passion and fulfillment for folks that were working in a job that was seemingly mechanical almost and a little bit robotic. They were, there was not a lot of reason for them to stay. Uh, retail in general is a category that experiences incredible turnover on an annual basis from full-time employees leaving the organization. And, and so, you know, it was hard to teach people, these new people all over why they should be passionate about this place. And I, I will tell you, I, I walked into a church one weekend and I had not been to this church very many times and, and did not know the, the leadership of this church at all, very on a personal level. And that the pastor that day in particular talked about making sure that your why equaled your what. <laughs> And and this particular message struck me very deeply because I knew what my employees were showing up for, and that was a paycheck. Right. But why? Why? Because I said, they all start because at, in, in the wireless retail space, they all think that they're going to get a play with iPhones all day, every day. They think that they're going to get their hands on these gadgets, and they're going to be able to play with technology, and, and it's all fun and games. And ultimately, we are solution specialists and a lot of people come in with needs or problems and we only provide solutions so and how do you get your people to understand the difference between you know selling a phone and selling a solution is a big difference well that, that what i'm what i'm saying is is your original why erodes very quickly and so you're left sort of holding an empty bag of why am I staying here? And right. so I said, that that's the trick. I need to give my employees a why. Why are they staying here? What is our purpose? What's our greater mission? Uh, and, and it seemed like we weren't 
fulfilling that. Like if our mission is simply to make more money, then that doesn't seem like that's going to keep people here. You know, we are not an employee owned business and, you know, they're simply here as employees. Um, and they, so yeah, they want, they you, want to, you want them they, to add to the game. And so the game has to change. Absolutely. So I, I, uh, this pastor, his name was Ryan McCarty. And Ultimately, I, I asked this guy to have lunch with me. I said, I got to know more about him because he wasn't your typical pastor with tattoos everywhere and earrings. And at the time, he, I, I believe he had a mohawk and, and the church was, was not your typical old school church. I said, I got to know more about this guy. And, you know, we, we had a long discussion over chips and salsa and uh, ultimately wrote down on the back of a napkin, what was to become this culture of good. I said, he, he was so interesting and so ready to just deploy these feelings of why into the organization and seemed very, very confident that, that we could pull this off. Uh, that ultimately he talked me into hiring him. <laughs> and, and so um, from uh, an Monday, out of work and, and pastor get, looking for yeah. a job okay well <laughs> well from monday through thursday he was going to work for us and then friday through sunday he was going to work for a different boss which was mm. probably way more important <laughs> um and then uh i i brought him on you know the message was authentic we were going to do the right thing for the right reason and we were going to give people a why and we were going to pull the customers into it. And we were going to make so, what was ultimately uh, a promise. Uh-huh. The culture of good started out as nothing but a promise. Like, we promise to do good. You know, no matter, we aren't going to charge our customers more. We aren't going to give them more service. We aren't going to ask our employees to do anything. We are going to enable you, and we are going to allow everybody to have permission to care and that and that was the goal and so that that set off a whole chain of events that happened that that put us into those these very odd places and some of them worked and some of them didn't uh, and it took about three i'd say three years before we got to a program that was very very sticky and we could actually show that there was incredible positive result, results falling back to the business. Right. So I'm dying to know what the why turned out to be. And I know the people listening are dying <laughs> to know, but we're going to make them listen just a little bit longer as we go to a short break. And when we come back, I want you to tell us exactly what that why is, what the why is that's making these people stick and want to be around. I love what you're talking about, Scott. We're listening to Amazing Business Radio, talking with Scott Moorhead, who's talking about the culture of good and how we infuse this into an organization that grew from basically a small mom-and-pop retail store to a chain of more than 850 stores with over a billion dollars in sales. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, 
and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Scott, we got to know what the why is. Now, by the way, Simon Sinek wrote the book about why. When I hear, you know, you got to know the why. But your why is all about what is making the people who work at your organization want to stay. They want to care. It's not just about selling a phone or selling a solution, as you say. It's much more than that. So go ahead and fill us in. I will. So the... The why ended up at our company being uh, something that we defined later on. And I'll tell you that we got awful lucky on our journey to find our own personal why. We started off our culture of good with a lot of weird things so, uh, and, and some common things. What's the weirdest the common, thing? What's the weirdest thing? Let me tell you the common things real quick. Okay. So the co- Common is this. I gave people paid days off to go volunteer their time. Uh, I gave regions of stores and, and business units inside our corporate office budgets on a quarterly basis to, to go get involved in the community and give back. I love it. And, and, yeah, and, and so that's fairly common, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to go – we're going to give back. In the beginning, nobody took hold of that idea, and so – we, we set up this big, giant corporate event that was months out, and we were going to give back backpacks to the community. We were going to give them away for free, and we were going to do it out of our retail stores, and we were not going to ask a single solitary person for anything. We were not going to put coupons in the backpacks. We were not going to require them to buy anything, and we were going to start to spread the word so that the people that needed free backpacks find a way to us so that they could have that need fulfilled. And so what we did in the beginning was to, by trying to get the word out, we, Ryan and I said, how do we get the sales staff to talk about this and make it very comfortable? And so we decided we were going to give something to every customer that bought something. So we cut a PO for a half a million fortune cookies. Okay. And we were, we were going to give fortune cookies to every single person who bought a phone. <laughs> and we said, man, if you just bought your cell phone and you got handed a fortune cookie, you're going to look that person in the eye and be like, what in the hell are you giving me a fortune cookie for? And therefore, our salesperson would have to explain it. And, and this was our entire mindset around it, to, to, to get the conversation and the chatter started. Mm-hmm. Well... Some of it worked, some of it didn't. Most of the fortune cookies became packing peanuts for returns, right? Oh, no. Yeah. But I bet that's the most delicious and, and, packing peanut yeah, uh, that well, ever was. In a, in, in a retail setting, you, a lot of times you don't get lunch, so a lot of people ate cherry uh, fortune cookies oh. for lunch. Which were, <laughs> that's they, how, yeah, so that what was, was the was fortune in the fortune cookie? Did you have a message that you put in there, or was it so, random? Yeah, they were, they were all, they were all custom-made, and it was about TCC doing good in the community, and it was all about spreading that word that we were going to make the communities around us better. And uh, So the fortune know, it cookie... A, it uh, was a very simple yeah. message. Fortune cookie, sweet little perk for somebody buying, but also at the same time, they pop open that fortune cookie 
read the message. They understand, hey, uh, the people at TCC, the Cellular Connection, are doing some cool things in the community. But you say that didn't catch yeah. on. No, it didn't necessarily catch on. And, and, and there was a moment in time, and, and it happened to be this backpack giveaway. Uh, that was the day where the employees' why moved from their head when you know you, that you see a PowerPoint deck or you see a poster on the wall or you read it in an email, hey, we're going to do good, blah, 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 blah. It seems like the initiative of the month or the initiative of the quarter – I'll comply until somebody tells me I have to do more, Ugh. you know, and, I know and how those move are. on with their day. Yeah. And, and by and the it, way, that's an important it, lesson. If your employees yeah. think that the initiative that you're putting in front of them is short term and it's just, oh, that's what we're going to focus on this month or this quarter, uh, I think it's a yeah. huge disservice to your employees and your overall culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to. You know, when you decide you want to do something, it needs to be thought out well enough that you think this is going to be permanent or at least somewhat long-term in the relationship right. that this employee has with your company. And and, and that's a big uh, showstopper for culture of good. If mm-hmm. you're going to do it, you can't you can't just dip your toes in it and try it because it'll do more harm than anything because mm-hmm. it'll give your employees more and more doubt that you truly have an empathetic heart. <laughs> In, in at the soul of your company. So we got to the backpack giveaway and what was seemingly uh, a, a very simple gesture to give kids a backpack turned into an, a highly motivational, highly emotional day for all of our employees. You started to see kids with massive smiles and, and parents with tears in their eyes like, like they had just been given the keys to a brand new car. Wow. And, and, and this what, is just a backpack. And, and, <laughs> and, it, and it was. And, and to those of us who are listening, if your kids are are well off and you don't sweat getting a new backpack for school, you won't necessarily feel this feeling. But there's a massive portion of the, the United States that they can't afford the supplies to send their back kids back to school with new stuff. Wow. And they go to school with hand-me-downs, and they go to school with hand-me-down clothes, hand-me-down shoes, you know, used-up backpacks that have holes in them, and they don't have that sense of pride that so many of us take for granted because we don't have that feeling. And you know, my employees are uh, the the base of them are eighty-five to eighty-six percent millennial, so they're so all young. All, all, all young and, and they're looking and, for and a purpose all, all looking for a purpose and and that day actually turned what was just a, a a simple thought into an entire movement we got more emails that day about how that was the best day of their entire career than we could have ever imagined and in pretty instantly Pretty instantly, the days paid days off started being used, and the budgets to get involved in the community started to be spent. And we started to see turnover decline, and we started to see productivity per employee start to increase because people were staying longer and they had purpose, and they 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 had that promise, and it was no longer just in an email. That promise was now in their heart. That promise was to the customer. If you engage with us, 
no different price, no different service than anywhere else, then we're going to make sure that you are a part of us giving back to make this community better. I and love that, that became that became our why. And that is not every company's why. That is TCC's. And we've we systematically figured out over time how do we how do we take the essence of that and see if we can repeat that in a different business. <laughs> and and we put a lot of science and, and blood, sweat and tears into trying to figure out how to do that and that was when we decided to, to write a book about it. And so we've we've written a book. Uh, Ryan and I about and, our and journey build, building a culture of good. What's the it's book called, called? Build a culture of build a culture of good. Oh, imagine and that. It says, <laughs> yeah, build a culture of good, and and it's uh, you know let your employees uh, unleash your business by letting your employees bring their soul to work. I love it. I love it. So we've only got a couple, three minutes left, but there's two or three things I need to ask you. And you've given us a great story and, and, you know, you emphasize building that culture of good, lower turnover, better engagement. Uh, you know, people care. Uh, I think there's so much good that's come from your building a culture of good. I still want to know what the weirdest thing was, and and you got to be quick because we're running out of time. And then you know I have my one thing question that I told you I was going to ask. Right, I right. ask at every show. So what's the weirdest uh-huh. thing that happened or that you did? I mean, beyond buying a half a million custom made fortune cookies. <laughs> oh, oh, was that uh, the weirdest? I didn't know that was the weirdest. I think that's what you started that, with. <laughs> that, that's pretty weird for for running a wireless retail company. I'd say that that chalks up to pretty weird. All right. Um, you know, we, we rolled out an ambassador program. There was a non-paid position, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought that that was going to get the, the entire movement generated uh, going faster. And this non-paid internal position of ambassador of culture of good created factions inside of the company where you had people that were fairly bad at sales but doing really well at philanthropy versus the people who are really good at sales and bad at philanthropy. And we created some infighting by trying to do good. And that was an unintended consequence that was really weird to us. Uh, we couldn't understand how we had done that. And it, it felt really, really wrong to, to try and do something so pure-hearted. And we got people mad at each other inside our own company. And that was that was a, a very eye-opening event. I can imagine. Well, you know, we could probably talk for about two and a half, three hours. Uh, but I'm going to wrap this up in just a real <laughs> short time. I know, because there's some great content here. And, and I, you know, you and I, just before the interview, I wrote a book. It uh, came out about two and a half, three years ago, Amaze Every Customer Every Time. And the mm-hmm. final section of the book was all about giving back and how companies that are involved in community have their why. They have their, you know, reason. And, and by the way, there's no doubt about it. It makes you feel good. And in that sense, is it truly selfless? Perhaps not because it makes you feel good, but it makes you feel good to do good. And I think you should feel fulfilled right. in everything you do. And, and the other piece of it is, is that, you know, yeah, companies that give back get recognized. And it's not yeah. that that's your ulterior motive, but I think it's, uh, it, it's nice that people or companies in a community are recognized for the nice, good things that they do. All right. Final question. It's the one thing right. question. What one thing do you want to reiterate or do you want to tell us about that you haven't already told us about that you absolutely want our listeners to remember? 
um, that that culture of good is a, a, a not a CSR program, a corporate social responsibility program. It's not an employee engagement program. It's not a consumer awareness and marketing program. It's all of them put together, and it's the it's the minimum effective dosage that makes it click and it makes it stick. Uh, it looks at every facet of your business and you get an opportunity to do the right thing for the right reason and actually have it drive your business forward in a positive way. Well, that seems like a darn good reason to give some serious consideration to building a culture of good. And if you want to find out more about how to do it, the book, assume it's available on Amazon.com? Absolutely is. Build a Culture of Good, available on Amazon yeah. and stores everywhere or, <laughs> if you order. Yeah. Or, 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 or get that at your local TCC. You can go to tccrocks.com to find out where we are or hit us up on www.cultureofgood.com. Love it, love it. We've been talking with Scott Moorhead, who is the author, actually co-author of Build a Culture of Good, CEO mm. of The Round Room, which uh, runs and owns 850 retail locations and uh, gosh if you're ever in the Midwest you say you're in 12 states actually we well we're in 42 now oh 42 like I said if you're ever around most of the country (laughs) (laughs) all right congratulations this is exciting Uh, hey loved having you on the show everybody this is why we call this amazing business radio we meet amazing people doing amazing things Scott just not only runs a successful company which in and of itself is powerful but this week we did something different rather than focusing on pure customer service and experience we focused on what's happening inside your company and the why behind it scott you've been amazing thanks for being on the show thanks so much chef my pleasure oh man we're gonna have you back this is chef hyken for amazing business radio on the c-suite network reminding you to always be amazing see you next show This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.